0: My name is Cole Roberts, and in today's Way Up North podcast, I had the chance to speak with Emily White. Uh, Emily is from France originally, but as you'll hear, she's quite nomadic. She's uh, lived in a lot of exotic places and calls London home now. Um, it's uh, mid-March 2019 when we recorded this, and we managed to go through the entire conversation without bringing up Brexit, which was awesome. That was sort of my goal. Uh, and then another goal I had was just to get to know her a little bit. This is the first time I chatted with her. So we wanted to keep it light, keep it brief, get to know her a little bit. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. All right, where are you at?
1: Where am I at? Where in life and location and everything?
0: <laughs> interpret, interpret as you will.
1: Uh, at the moment I'm in Paris uh for a few days and back to London on Saturday hopefully um and uh yeah, I'm busy running constantly uh juggling uh you're you're dealing with parenthood, so you know what it's like
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I got babies everywhere yeah
1: that's it, trying to do it all. <laughs> um and and so
0: france you're like you're originally from france do yeah. you go back and forth often and are you from paris like where are you from in france exactly
1: um i'm i've moved a lot i was born in paris and and then my parents moved to the states when i was about one and i grew up over there for almost five years Hence,
0: no way where where in the states
1: i'm just outside boston Uh, So
0: that's why you don't pronounce your r's
1: well probably i think my accent confuses people because i don't have that big thick french uh accent (laughs) but um yeah
0: no no not at all not at
1: all so um uh but my the roots in the family is south of france because that's where i kind of went back to um when i was around 15 um so yeah home is montpellier in the south where it's warm
0: <laughs> okay well you're, you're the right person to ask this to because there's kind of been an ongoing debate tell me uh the the event that you're presenting at next month mm-hmm. will be held in which city can okay so there you go that's how to pronounce it because <laughs> i i think we, like i've been i've been messaged multiple times and i'm like I don't know
1: how do you pronounce it it's the s (laughs) at the end how do you say it or do you not say I say
0: I say I say the south of France it's
1: the south of France but we don't really say (laughs) the s at the end so Paris is Paris can so they kind of disappear but I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule for sure
0: (laughs) so you were so you were a bit nomadic you grew up a bit in Boston and Mm -hmm. and, then where'd you head to after that
1: uh then I head back to Paris with my parents and uh well just outside of Paris and we lived there for about ten years, then my, my dad passed away when I was fifteen. So my mom moved us back to the south where they were from, and then it was it was uh Montpellier for you know, kind of I high school and uh university for a bit, and then from there it went a bit crazy. <laughs> I did uh, a year in Vancouver. Uh, no way! Yeah, I'm from I'm from Vancouver. I, know. <laughs> I went to UBC for a year, um, so I studied. It uh, was great fun. Um, a year in in Van and and then yeah, back to France and Paris and Ireland and uh, Middle East and Oman and yeah. Uh, well, you're well, right over.
0: you're you're jumping. You're really jumping all over. Yeah, in, like, going uh, very we gotta fast. we gotta dig in. What? <laughs> dig. <laughs> well. I mean, why? Like, were you just like doing exchange semesters everywhere? Were you like working? So, like, what, like,
1: yeah, no. I I studied uh, before all this. I was uh, I studied law, um, and I was in law school in in sort of in the south of France. And I really wanted to do an exchange um, overseas, and Vancouver was top of my list. And so I managed to to go over there and do it, my masters in in Vancouver. Um, And then I continued with that and had to do another master's in Grenoble in France. And to the way it works here, um, then you have to do an internship to validate it all. Um, So I moved to Paris and I was uh, specializing in intellectual property. So I worked in the entertainment industry and fashion as an IP lawyer. And um, then um, I kind of have the travel bug, I think, because my parents took me overseas so young i just wanted to run away and explore it all (laughs) um and my year in vancouver i was very international there's a lot of well you probably know that being from there but ubc there was people from all over the world and i just wanted to um i just wanted to to kind of be in just continue i feel
0: like i my uh i guess my background isn't quite as exotic as yours but i i did exchange semesters and travel for school and I feel like those are the relationships that that kind of last and, and have the greatest impression mm. on what you do later in your oh, in okay. your you know in your career in that so I'm curious with you like what did those relationships in places like Vancouver kind of like instill in you that maybe resulted in you going into a career in photography and skipping the law thing eventually
1: um for me it's when you're removed from your comfort and your comfort zone, and especially well, being exchange student is a great way to start and to do it. But you suddenly have to get out of your shell and talk to people and and make friends. And those friendships tend to be I don't know if you experienced that, but I found that I'm still really close to some of the people I've met over there um, because <coughs> we don't have our normal friends family around. So very quickly the connection can be quite deep and strong. Um, and you learn so much, and it's exciting. It's exciting to discover the difference in culture and a new place, and um, that that buzz for me <laughs> um, was was really good. Um, and 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 those friendships made me want to travel based on the nationalities and the people and what I was hearing um, from you know their countries and their background. And you want to maybe go there, or explore, meet them there, but then go see other countries. And I found that it opens my mind. Did you have that when I went back to France? I saw my country in a completely different light. Um, <laughs> yeah, and country.
0: then and then you and, and then you move and so then you moved to England. And then
1: I, well, no, that was a bit further down the line. <laughs> I just wanted to go again, um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's just open mind. My- yeah,
0: that makes yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I guess like I was curious if you would. Um, connect any of those experiences directly to photography and I know that's kind of we're jumping from going to do a master's degree to being a professional Mm. photographer but like what are those some of the things you think about that you were doing back then in Vancouver for example that kind of like made you and go into a creative field later on well
1: I I didn't know I had that Creative side. I was already. I had a camera in my hand all the time, especially in Vancouver because I was traveling and I was. I wanted to document what was happening, and we didn't have. I'm going to sound old, but with, you know the iPhones and um, and all that kind of. You know uh, I didn't have a digital camera, so it was all on film, and I was taking a lot of pictures. So it was already quite present in me, and I loved it. Um, what it did. For me, it's just opened my mind and taught me to see things a bit better. Even coming back home, uh, I saw my country in a different light. When some of my friends came and visit me in my hometown, the things they were looking at that I wouldn't notice anymore. um, That's kind of the first steps, I think. It didn't at that moment open the sort of, I, I didn't realize at that time that maybe I wanted to do something out of photography, mainly because I didn't think I was capable of it. Um, and I was really passionate about intellectual property, but I think that was my way to be close to creatives, uh, especially working in the movie industry. And, um, um, that, that was a way for me to get close as as possible to, uh, to that. And I, I had more passion for a while, um, being a um how do you call it in english director of photography on films but i guess that was the the visuals as well that i was trying to to look into but i never did it just because just didn't feel i could do it (laughs) i didn't but like i didn't i didn't see that kind of creative side to to myself until later but
0: um really that's so interesting like some people like that i've spoken to with through way up north like presenters or just mm -hmm. guests of the event like you can sort of feel the artistic uh I don't know what do you say but, like yeah. the aura yeah. dripping totally. off them like they're th- <laughs> like this is what they were meant yes. to be doing and and I am not no, like that at me all. Neither. <laughs> I mean and it's and, I, yeah, and it sounds like you maybe uh, were slightly similar in that no, way. Well,
1: there's some people they're just artists head to toe and the way they dress and they move and talk and think and um I always was I, I admire that. I had to maybe teach myself and bring myself to that and I don't think I've ever fully (laughs) reach that level or i I don't know if i ever will but
0: uh well you've you've done something right but like where did it begin because it sounds like like i'm just like spitting here like it sounds to me like you and me are a little bit similar in the sense that like i never thought like oh wow i'm an artist i'm just gonna go bang off some photos and people are gonna (laughs) love it i never felt that way at all and i kind of feel like maybe you might be the same um, so I'm curious, like, like what made you even want to go down that path of, of pursuing uh okay. photography?
1: Um, can I ask before I go? Did you did it take you a while to actually say when people ask you what do you do to say I, I'm a photographer when you switched because you used to do something else too, right?
0: Well, out of out of university, I would say that photography was my like first career. Really? Actually, okay. I did. So I you did. Knew. <laughs> No, 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 not at all. Like, I like the thing not to bore the listener with things I did, but like I, I graduated um, in Sweden with a master's degree Mm -hmm. in marketing. And I went back to Vancouver in 2008, sort of being, I guess you could say, like, overeducated, but underqualified for everything. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of like, uh, internships with uh, search engine marketing places and did stuff like that. And then just picked up a camera to bugger around. And people were paying me for headshots so I was like oh cool I just made rent with headshot yeah. money but I, even to this like this is not going to sound good because I've been doing this for 10 <laughs> years but even to this day even to this day I have a hard time calling myself a photography yeah. a photographer um but that's just my own personal yeah. thing no, I just find
1: it interesting <laughs> and, and maybe people it's that changed or maybe you know did studies differently or how long it took them to kind of say, "Well, this is what I do," because um, it took me a while.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. It's a real tricky thing for mm-hmm. me. Like, I, I, I mean, we could talk a lot about that another yes. day, but this is all yeah. about you today. <laughs> so, like so it. how did it go for um, you? <laughs> to
1: be honest, I it didn't really. When it, when it came at end of university, and you know, what do you want to do? There was a talk. I remember sitting, you know, and thinking, "I'd I'd love." I was obsessed with films. Films was always something, but just not like actors and famous people on that side. It was more the, the, the you know, the, the geeky side of things and um, the, the the composition, the colors, the, all that thing. So there was something that was a, appealing to me, and I was looking at director of photography. And but it just maybe it was just isn't. It was still that time where you know the serious jobs were not that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and and I did also have a real interest in, in, in other subjects. So I went, the way it's done in France is a bit different. Um, and you kind of have to pick one, one area. You can't mix your degrees or study different things. So I went into law just because it could open a lot of uh, possibilities, not just as a lawyer. Um,
0: but did you, but did you just sort of like, Oh Jesus. Sorry about that. If you mm-hmm. heard that. Um, sorry, I'll close a bunch of no, windows
1: here. Don't worry.
0: Um, so did you just like, like, cause I remember my own situation. I had a few like, you know, paths, forks in the road with school I had to choose. And it was like, maybe did I pick the right one or the wrong one? Did you feel like no. you just kind of picked law?
1: No, I just did because? pick law because I, I was generally interested in, in the subjects. And it was not just law because you talk about different, um, um, this the mixture in there, but I generally had a real interest in it. I I liked what I was studying. It was hard, but <laughs> um I I generally I put a lot of effort and heart into it. I mean, I did seven years in the end. Um, so I you know, I would have stopped earlier if it wasn't right for me. But I was really interested and then when I came across of this possibility of studying intellectual property and and whether, you know, that that area, that kind of area. My goal was to be, I want to be a a intellectual property lawyer in entertainment and films because that was my way to, maybe I was searching for that creative aspect, but I just wasn't, I could draw a bit, but I wasn't great at it. I wasn't really a painter. I used to play piano, but I wasn't, there was nothing that kind of proved that, you know, I was, I would be good at anything creative in terms of working life. Um, The photography was in, it's always something I've done, and I started with my dad. Um, and it's when I started traveling, going to Vancouver, um, and when I started traveling more and more that I wanted to document that. But it, it, so, in terms of, you know, it was an adventure; it was fun. I loved it. It was my hobby. But same thing: could I make a career out of it? It only start crossing my mind after a few years of practicing. So when I was actually was studying and all that, that was fun. But it was when I was actually practicing that. I don't think I was really happy um, with the world. Um, I love the subject and intellectual property. That fascinates me. And still, I really, I'm, I'm generally really interested in it. But the, the world that came with it, I wasn't a big fan. And that's where I probably start digging and looking at other possibilities um, and, to, and to go into photography. Um,
0: So we can, in a roundabout way, thank Vancouver for your success now in photography, because you were around all those films that were being filmed. That's it. There was movie sets
1: everywhere. I saw lots of famous people. (laughs) I was very excited. (laughs) Uh,
0: So so you strike me as like a very like um, pretty down to earth, like kind of a one step at a time sort of person uh, with kind of a, a clear sense of direction with yourself, if I'm Kind of like making some quick assumptions mm-hmm. here about you, so I, I bring that up because it, it seems like you maybe were doing law and then felt your path had changed um, mm-hmm. to something else and kind of like put your eggs into that next basket. So, like, when did that switch? Happen?
1: I don't know if I always have a clear sense of direction, but I think I maybe have a family, friends, and a husband that are very supportive and are kind of like go, 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 get it, try it you know what's the worst that can happen and so that's always been very helpful when you have you know people around you that support you and your choices. Um,
0: did you did you meet your husband while you were studying? Uh,
1: I, I was still studying I was finishing my mass, my, yeah, my last year of law and my master's and he was he's Australian and he was traveling through Europe um, so we yeah we met when when i was um living in, in paris for doing my internship um yeah and we traveled together ever since
0: um like not to no, dig too deep it. in your personal mind. life <laughs> but like what like uh what what does he do like is he into law no, is he a not photographer? He a he's creative? into the
1: communication and he has his uh, own business um in in that field basically so it's pretty technical but he helps yes yeah, set up um mobile operators so more technical aspects of uh, of things and not at all kind of like now well, yeah it's not creative
0: but so how did how did you two um end up in london like what made you gravitate to living there
1: well i think it's the steps before <laughs> um it's kind of like we both i think he's that's that australian side but keen to see the world and travel i had that um i was keen to same thing, explore, and we were living in Paris and he couldn't find a job, so we went to Dublin because it was a time where Ireland was doing quite well and there was lots of opportunity in his um, field and I got a job in a law firm over there, so we went to Dublin and then after two years, we were like, yeah, no, that's not gonna, that's the weather, there's no way we could stay (laughs) So we went uh, extreme and he got a job in the Middle East, in Oman, so we went complete opposite in terms of weather and, um, and then we lived in the Middle East for two years and that was a great experience. But same thing, we wanted to change it up um, and he wanted to set up his own business. So it's kind of been hopping around in circumstances, but um, that's when I made the switch and I had a few months off to try photography. Um, so we lived in France in a shoebox studio. He was trying to start his business. I was testing out to see what I could do with mine. Uh, seafood work and doing some side job, um, sort of uh, lawyering or counselling, just to keep a bit of money coming in. (laughs) Um, Interesting. And then uh, we moved to Amsterdam, which we loved because uh, he uh, got a consulting job, same thing, we needed to get a bit more cash in, (laughs) so Amsterdam was a good spot, Um, and we loved it there, but um, we just didn't have many friends, and we just had our first child. And we had a lot of people we knew in London and it, it just sort of happened. He got headhunted. It seems like a, a good logical place for us to go. And it, we never kind of, we never, we never think too far ahead. And it's sort of a opportunity of life and what happens. And we want to keep our eyes open to experiences. Yeah.
0: So, so, okay. So now I'm drawing more conclusions. Cause that's that was just a lot like, of information. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it's good. It, you know what? You know what? Like, it, like this is the first time we've spoken that I can clearly remember. Yeah, <laughs> um. And and just like processing all this, I I feel like you and Ed Pierce. I don't know yeah, if you know yeah, Ed, I Pierce, know Ed of but course, yeah. like I, I'm feeling so many similarities to you two. And the, like the one thing that he did is he like he kind of left an amazing career mm. path completely yeah, he was, behind. He was in. He was, was, in, uh, <laughs> he, was ba- he was basically he was basically a rocket yeah, scientist. And, <laughs> And, and you know, like, he, he, it would have been very logical for him to continue that path. And maybe it's a stretch, but I kind of feel like you could have continued that mm. path as well. So you take these two, ext- you know, relatively intelligent people, Ed, yourself, and you both kind of, like, leave these logical paths behind. Mm. And you must have, like, done a lot of thinking before you made the decision to be a wedding photographer and take that as a serious mm. career. So, like... How did you get to that point? Because that is not an overnight decision to, to walk away from a, a law
1: career. Do you know, it never really felt like a massive, big, I don't know, risk or decision. I think we just had lived for two years in the Middle East. And one of the advantages of doing that is you can earn a fair, you know, a, a good amount of money because the way it is and the tax system there's none so we had worked really hard and we both wanted to try to do something maybe different Um, and we just because we were together and my husband and supporting each other and we had saved enough to kind of try it out it never felt too risky and I knew that even if I took you know sort of it was part time off because i was i was still kind of doing some job was um, on on the side um but to try it, it, it worst comes to worst it wouldn't work um uh, but the thing is people seemed to be interested i liked it but because i wanted to know if i would like to do it as a career and it kind of slowly one thing to another happened um and it never felt like a huge um yeah like a huge decision i was making um And when we got to London, one thing that was a massive help in my decision is that I qualified in France. But the way it works even in Europe, well, almost in, I don't know how we're going to end up, but at the moment still in Europe when I was moving, um, is that my degrees were not necessarily recognized and I had to do a lot of exams to convert it. And I was at a point where I was like, I've studied seven years. I've already, I had taken a few more exams in Ireland. And then in France again to be able to continue to work. And I just I just couldn't see myself doing three more years um, to to do that. And I, I felt frustrated to do, a, you know, a work and not be paid to the level I was qualified for. It, it just kind of helped me make my decision and, and give it a go. Um, so when we got to London, I was like, right, I'm going full time. I'm setting up my company. Let's let's see what happens. And I never looked back. Um, if that makes sense? <laughs>
0: So how like what people who are in early days mm-hmm. in their photography business probably want to yes. know from you is like how did you get the ball rolling um not not, not legally and all um, that boring shit like how get did hired? I get
1: hired um <laughs> it's connect I mean the first steps was just uh, connections and uh, I had the sort of year you know before where I was trying out and and doing still bit to on the side I went to shoot some weddings I second shot a bit I start developing a portfolio so I, I created, you know, a website to to show what I can do. And when I got to London, I actually got in touch with Ed. <laughs> um, I reached oh, out to a few. Yeah, I, I reached out to a few people. Who, you know their work spoke to me? I reached out. I was like, Hi, I'm moving here. I, um, I, I'm you know I'm, I'm new to the business. I know you're busy. If you have time, it'd be amazing. I met with uh, Rick Pennington, who's a an, uh, Rick and. and
0: uh. He did a workshop with us oh, in Vancouver there you go. Well, Rick ago. and Ed
1: were the first two kind of to say, yeah, sure, let's meet up. And they were so, so sweet and welcoming and, um, and great kind of help and, and sharing some knowledge. And then um, sort of a second shot for a few people just to, you know, get my um, experience going. Uh, and from there and from some, some of that networking, I start getting referrals and it's sort of, yeah, slowly snowballed. You know, at the beginning there was not much, <laughs> but it was okay. Cause I was a young mom. I had a, I just had a baby. So I couldn't, I couldn't take a huge amount anyway. Um, I was ju- I was trying to do motherhood and setting up a business at the same time. <laughs> it seemed great, not that great, but uh, it was a bit crazy. So I, 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 didn't feel like I had to book 20 weddings or 30 weddings that that first year I, I just took it step by step um
0: uh what what year was that and how old was your little one when you were setting setting up uh,
1: she was one month old when I created my company and that was early 2012 <sighs> <Whoa. laughs> um uh, yeah so um it's um it, it was challenging yeah we thought it would be a great idea to move countries have a baby and both set up our businesses <laughs> Yeah, it sounds a bit crazy, but I'm thinking about it.
0: <laughs> so, so I mean, we'll mm-hmm. fast forward just a bit to the part where like you started to get noticed, um, which I think is fair to say you're getting noticed. Like, like your your business kind of has grown. Your artistic style is mm-hmm. getting noticed. Um, knowing what you know now, would you start the same business yeah. with a one-month-old? Are you like content yeah, where you are? I'm
1: very happy. I've no regrets I'm I'm also it's gonna sound a bit I'm proud of myself because um being able to switch it but also get to a career that do something that I generally really enjoy um the challenge because you know there's the shooting but running a business and I think the, my past as a lawyer is really helpful to sort of on the administrative is that right I'm tired bear with me my English is gonna go you're gonna have some French in the middle um, yeah, throw it in. <laughs> um so on the business side of things my, my yeah my my lawyer years and training is very helpful um and um I, so like what
0: what exactly like how do I say like what about your law background has helped you get business as a photographer who does weddings
1: um help me get business I don't know. So I, my 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 biggest um, one of my sort of yeah challenges at the beginning was more that marketing side because you you, you go to study law but they don't tell you how to market yourself. <laughs> um, that that's something I I I went to kind of to do by myself what it helped me on was on the client you know client relationships and interaction and how to talk and how to prepare contract how that whole communication side of thing is really really helpful um and I also knew how to deal with clients uh big or small uh and and I think that really helped me in in my interaction and that would have helped me um in getting clients in sort of the word of mouth and because people appreciated the way I interacted with them. And then they wanted to, they refer, they talked about me to, you know, friends or family and, um, and I got kind of good reviews and feedback and I think people really appreciated that side.
0: You know, even this sounds like Ed <laughs> Pierce <laughs> and, and I'm totally like, I did not, I did not foresee this happening, but, but like, uh, like not to go on about Ed, but I, I will say that what you're saying sounds so much like him because he just made it sound yeah, really easy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and,
0: you know, you got you got you got you like you got good mm-hmm. reviews and you got word of mouth and you know, and very humble about it and very like almost nonchalant in a way, but it's no, hard it was do hard that. work. So I like, please, yeah, no, definitely
1: were... it's been hard work and I I think I need to if I had been maybe by myself, um, we were two here and we've always worked as a team and supported each other's in our sort of choice, professional choices um but if i had to make a living by myself I, I maybe i would have had to give it up earlier but because there was two of us and we could support each other in turns um and i could sort of it was okay if i only had five weddings the first year because i also had a newborn and we had to take care of the newborn <laughs> and it sort of it all worked together and and he was working a bit harder to kind of you know help on, on also the financial side that's helped a lot. So I know I make it maybe sound easy, but there was two of us. Um so that's probably I my journey has been a bit longer maybe than others, uh but yeah, it's because I had to juggle it with sort of parenthood and uh, at the same time.
0: So I guess like I don't know, like a lot of wedding photographers like I think if you want to cast a big net over everyone and, you know, Uh draw a conclusion is a lot of them are concerned. Um, Especially this year, it seems like the momentum of it all being easy Uh has kind of worn off Uh where it's, you know, like the artists and the entrepreneurs are going to kind of like rise to the top and hang in there where, whereas a lot of others will fade off. Uh So like, it seems like you're pretty solid. <laughs> you're not going any you're not going anywhere any t- anytime Absolutely. soon. That's
1: Where is it? I'm trying to touch uh, them right but now. <laughs> how,
0: but how, but however, I'm curious if you kind of like let your mind wander to, to maybe another path. Maybe you have things you want to pursue outside of law and outside of photography?
1: Um At the moment, I'm I'm pretty happy with where I am and and with my photography I don't think I'll ever go back to law but that that's been um that's just been it helps me in my work today and then running my business I think also I just still have very young children and as much as I like to try something else or new I just I don't I don't have time <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggle to find time to sleep sometimes, so um starting something else, but I'm always open to possibilities and as as my children grow and maybe that I get more time hopefully and, <laughs> and freedom <laughs> um I'm not saying no to new opportunities and trying something else or collaborate or um you know use i found it's it's sort of a journey, but I'm, it's keeping my eyes open to opportunities I, but at the moment, I'm happier with where I'm at
0: so you have you have two kids now,
1: yeah. I'm done. Two. Yep. Two. <laughs> That's it. Yep. That's
0: a good number. Good number. That's so a good number. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, now we're totally going to switch gears and talk about France because uh, Tell me. I've been dying. I've been dying to ask a French person this.
1: Uh-huh. Just, just, <laughs> Shoot away.
0: <laughs> this is really random, but fuck it. I'm going to ask you anyway. So we decided to host the event in the South of France, uh-huh. because when we, when we look at the, previous years for way up North, like no French people have come like almost, almost at all. And it's, it's like kind of hilarious. Mm. So Jacob and I were like, you know what, let's take the event down to France and change that. The event sold out, which is fun, but there's still almost no French people coming. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of like, I asked a few people and the funniest answer that we got as to why is French people don't like to go to places to meet other French people. So I thought it would be perfect for them to come to way up north, like because there's no French people there, but that's not the case. Yeah. So what do you make of the industry in France? <laughs> because I don't get, it. I don't get it at okay. all. And I know it's hard to, I know it's hard to answer that. But like, well, the, what's your take the, the on it? The thing
1: is, I'm, I'm also, I purposely kind of, I'm not very connected to it because when I moved to London, I really put a lot of effort to connect to sort of the English market first because that's where I was. Um, so I I have a little bit of knowledge of the French market but not a huge amount. I don't know there's a few things and I don't know if it's just the industry. I think there's a language there's the language bit and um I I I know it's the 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 event is translated but I don't know if they all
0: Well I, I've actually like I to be honest with you I don't it doesn't really hasn't crossed my mind too much like why aren't they coming i'm okay with that yeah. but i'm more i'm more curious about your take on like french photographers in general kind of being introverts if you want to say but because it, like
1: they are and they aren't because i know they do attend uh each other like they do attend workshops in france and i have done a couple and they come and i hear of others and they they want to do it um I don't know. I think there's also sometimes, to be very honest with you, um, it's linked to the economy as well. I see that in being entrepreneurial in France today is really complicated. Um, and from the few people, from our friends who are doing it uh, in the industry, um, it works. But it's um, the the budget that even French people, as in you know couples, can put into photography, and and the rates it is not necessarily huge. And therefore, I think it affects a lot their decision on being able to, you know, participate to workshops or conferences or anything like that, because that's that's the feedback I've seen and I've and I think it's 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 a deeper deeper conversation on the French economy and where it's going and being entrepreneurial and the possibilities that it offers. That's where I feel the struggle. Um, it's
0: it, that that is interesting. Mm. Like that, I that wouldn't have crossed my mind. Yeah. So. I mean, again, we're drawing huge conclusions here, which isn't really fair. But would you say it's like, it's like a blessing in disguise that you kind of drifted out of France yeah. in order to be able to become the entrepreneur that you became later on?
1: Yes, totally. I mean, I hate saying it because I love my country and it's got amazing things. But it just, and but I, I see some of the French photographers that are quite successful. They're either overseas or a lot of their clientele is not french um or yeah. it's just a very few names that they're doing okay but probably because their name has gone around enough that that's what the couples come across you know that that's the one they, they they hear of first and you know their their marketing is is better and their work is probably great too so it just you know it's kind of different elements but um yeah i think there's a real problem of the well, economy and it's affecting everything
0: that's so interesting to me because like on paper you'd think France is probably one of the the most popular destinations in the world to have a destination wedding. So like why not set up shop there? You know, it seems yeah, to work out for people in Italy. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, but I think it's um there's things that have affected as well the French getting married as well. Unfortunately, some of the terrorism events we've had, I've heard has affected um how many people want to come and get married whether it's in Paris in the south of France I think stay is still very popular but it, it's just affected a bit um, at least for now born um, you know couples from overseas coming doing their destination weddings and things like that mm. um, but um, in terms of the French market itself and the French couples getting married in France the budgets are, are are not huge because the economy is tough and I see it in my friends who are you know just my friends from school uni or people I grew up with um it, it's difficult
0: sounds like more people should move to oman and then go back home and
1: <laughs> yeah, travel the world <laughs>
0: so what's pushing you these days like i mean I, I don't i don't get the feeling from you that you're like a totally content person i feel like you're a deliberate person but not content so what's pushing you with your business
1: mm, um well getting better at my craft i think and also i uh, it, it takes time to get confident uh, maybe at what you do and, and and understanding um, what you want to achieve. And I'm feeling that in the last, you know, two or three years, I've definitely had a better understanding of how I want to to shoot and what I'm about and, and to express it. And people seem to really react well. And, and, and I, I always like a challenge. And so it's, it's kind of pushing myself to get, get better and, and, and always improving that's that's what keeps me going I'm also really I I just really genuinely enjoy the art itself and collaborating with people and meeting other creatives and um I found that yeah it, it really gets me excited and as much as I This is going to sound so bad, but I don't care. (laughs) I love my kids, but I love doing something else too. (laughs) Um, So it's just great to be able to um, be stimulated creatively and do, you know, um, just get your mind going on something else and and your intellect learning and growing constantly.
0: Well, it sounds like a nice way to wind things down.
1: So one thing that's good. Sounds like you've had it
0: sounds like you've had a long day though. You went to Paris from London today and you did a bunch of work, you said?
1: Uh well, I went yeah, I came yesterday, but um yeah, I had a few meetings and and meetups here with uh, with some friends and family as well. So it's been a mixture of you know, work and pleasure. Uh-huh.
0: All right, well, you enjoy your evening and thank you, thank you, you so much for, this, for this little time. chat.
1: Yeah, and I'll see you soon.
0: Yep. Farewell.
1: (laughs) Planning for your next trip?